Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. I'm not going to Kings, but let me just share that word that she shared with me. I've actually uh, preached it before. Uh, I used to preach this message called Kiss Your Ox Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> it's when Elijah and Elisha, uh, are, they meet, and Elijah throws his mantle over Elisha, and Elisha begins to make excuses. I need to go home, take care of my family, and bury my parents, all this stuff. And he said, look, go get the, the cart and the oxen and kill them and let the dead bury the dead. In other words, you got to kiss all that stuff goodbye. And you gotta get, you got to forget what's behind and press forward to what God has for you. I just wanted to, man, I'm going to preach my whole message and I'm not even going to get there yet. I, I just know this, that God's got some really good stuff for us, us this year. And if you're not careful, you will miss it. Uh, either by looking backwards, allowing the enemy to get a stronghold in your life, you will miss what God wants to accomplish. And I just believe that God is going to move us into the fullness of everything he has for us. Y'all ready for that? Okay. Uh, the only Here's the challenge. When he starts doing that kind of stuff, it makes us uncomfortable. And so we're going to get uncomfortable this year. This first month, I'm just going to tell you, we're, we're going to probably get a little uncomfortable. But that's okay. God's trying to grow us. So let me just say a few things to you as we approach this new year. Um, the first, I, I've got a statement that I want you to really lean into this morning. I think it's going to help us um, and see what God wants to do. But let me set it up. There, there's this, um, uh, this thing that makes the all-star list. It's, uh, it's a member of the Hall of Fame. It's... Very exclusive, what I'm getting, this, this thing that I'm getting ready to mention, it's exclusive. In fact, it's one of seven. Uh, you will know them as the seven deadly sins. It happens to make one of, uh, it's a member of that list. Uh, it is rampant in our culture. Uh, it's this constant desire to have the next. It's the constant desire to have and to obtain more. It leads to bankruptcy. It leads to stress. It leads to this, uh, this lack of peace in our life. It certainly leads to lack of contentment. You would recognize it as this, greed, right? We, th- th- that, that sin of greed causes us to want more than what we need. Now, here's the, here is the statement. If you don't get anything else, get this. As we enter a new year, I need to remind you that the same devil that causes us to want too much is the same devil that will cause us not to want enough. I'm going to say that one more time because that's going to be the crux of where we're headed this year. The same devil that will cause us to want too much is the same devil that will cause us to not want enough. And so, so if he, this is what he does. If he fails to get you to appreciate, to, uh, to appreciate what you're experiencing and to miss the journey on your way to the destination, he will change his tactics and he will do this. He will get you to call, start expecting too little and become stagnant in what was supposed to be an overnight stop or on a small hill that we, when you were supposed to go to a high mountain. He just shifts his tactics. If he can't get you to become consumed with greed, he gets you to become consumed with settling so that you don't go far enough. 
right? And so, so, so this is what happens. In a nutshell, we settle. We settle for a lot of things. We settle for wilderness rather than the promise. We settle for brokenness rather than instead pushing forward to wholeness. We, we settle for surviving rather than pushing forward to abundant life. We settle for entry-level relationship rather than pushing into spiritual maturity. We settle for saved rather than pushing into fullness of relationship with Christ because the same devil that's behind sin is the same devil that's behind settling. And what I want to tell you this morning is scripture is replete. There's your good new word for 2023. Might have to look it up. Scripture is replete. It means it's full of it. There's multiple examples of the enemy utilizing this same tactic over and over and over again. From the very beginning, he uses it over and over again to get people to settle. I thought of several examples. One of the examples I thought of is the story of Abraham. I've preached about this to you before. Abraham is called by God to leave the land of Ur, to go to the promised land. And, and But before Abraham is called, his father is called. Go back and look it up for yourself. Abraham's father, Terah, receives a word. I don't know why we would call a guy Terah, but they did. Hey, did he, Terah receives a word from God to go to Canaan, the promised land. He packs up Abraham and his entire family and he begins the journey. And the Bible says that when he gets to a place uh, called Haran, halfway, he pitches his tent and he stays there. He, he, he starts on a journey that's supposed to be a thousand miles long and instead he goes 500 miles and he stops there and he stays there until he dies. A word from God, but he never gets to see the promise because he goes halfway. I, I, I thought of this example. I thought of the account of the children of Israel. They're called and they're miraculously delivered out of slavery to Egypt. You know that. You also know that they were called to go to the promised land. It's still a continuation of the story. And once again, the enemy steps in and uses the same exact tactic. He causes them to, rather than taking what should have been an 11-day journey from Egypt to the promised land, he causes them to circle to death for 40 years. They settle in the wilderness. In other words, there's movement, but there's no progress. There's marching, but there's no conquest. There's walking, but there's no winning. There's provisions, but there's no promise. Happens in the New Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus, the proven miracle worker, finds a man that is stuck. This man is lying beside a pool of water for a long time, 28 years, waiting for an angel to come and stir the waters. Why? So that he can be healed. Jesus, the living water, walks into his orbit. He walks right up to this man and says, dude, do you want to be healed? And this guy is so stuck and so settled that he almost misses his cure because of his comfort zone. And I want to tell you this morning that the enemy in 2023, can, if he can keep you stuck and if he can keep you settled, you will miss everything that God has for you. There's another account. It's, uh, you see this same sickness of stagnation or settling in Jesus' own disciples, his closest disciples, if you will. I want to remind you that Jesus is arrested. Let me tell you what could have happened. The disciples could have rioted. <laughs> Come on now. They could have thrown a fit. They could, have, they could have taken up arms. They could, have, they could have rallied all the people, all the people that he'd healed, all the thousands of people that Jesus had fed, fed all the miracles that he'd done. They could have spread word, Jesus has been arrested. We need your help. We're going to do something about it. Instead, 
you will remember what the statement is, is that Peter follows from a safe distance. He's hiding in halfway. He's hiding in close enough. He's hiding in almost. And that's the disease that the enemy wants to influence us with this year is for us to settle. Let me tell you something this morning. You can be settled and not even know it. Yeah, so, so you can, this is how it works. You can be almost free because almost free is freer than bound. I was completely bound, but now I'm, I'm more free than I used to be. And you go, well, that's enough. I'm more healed than I once was. I'm not completely healed, but I'm healed more than I was. And we go, man, I'm better off than I was. I was sick all the time. Now I'm just kind of sick. And I'll just sit right here. No, no, no. That's not where God wants us to be. I've got more days of joy than I used to have, so I'll just stop right here. More days of peace than I used to have, so I'll stop right now. The same devil that causes us to want too much is the same devil that will cause us not to want enough. So this is what I need you to know. If you don't know that more is possible, then you won't push for it. Therein lies the key for us this year. We've got to know, you got to know, not, I didn't say you got to read, I didn't say you got to sing it, I said you got to know it. So I don't know where your knower is, I know it's not up here because everything up here that we know doesn't always get here, doesn't always get here, doesn't always get here, doesn't always get there, right? So somewhere inside of us, God has created a knower. I need you to know in your knower that there is more than enough, more than we have seen, more than we have experienced, more than we have tasted. Because the truth is, is you can become very comfortable and satisfied with hamburger if you've never been exposed to steak. Okay, I used to love a good hamburger. I, I, I mean, I'm like the ha- a hamburger, hamburger connoisseur. Go all over Oklahoma City to find a good hamburger. The only, the, the, the problem, dad would, uh, dad would uh, attest to this. I, when I was little, we would go out with all the pastors that he had to go out with. And when I was really young, we, he would say, what do you want to eat? And I would say a hamburger. And we would get me a hamburger with mayonnaise only. Don't mess it up with nothing else, just mayonnaise only. Until the day I tasted steak. And then all of a sudden, every time we went out, he would say, what do you want? He would look at me funny because he knew what I was going to say. I would say, I want a steak. Because if you've been exposed to a steak, a hamburger, just, okay, some of y'all aren't there. So so let me help you. You can become convinced that tea is good until somebody hands you a North Carolina sweet tea. And then all of a sudden, your, the, the, your world expands. The universe opens up and you suddenly realize somebody's been lying to me, telling me that, that, that regular tea is tasty when the truth of the matter is, is that sweet tea is like, it's like, it's probably what's running in the river in heaven right now. Some sweet, some North Carolina sweet, 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 sweet syrupy tea. And then all of a sudden, you realize you can't go back. And I want you to hear me today. I want you to hear me today. When we become exposed to the more that God has for us, we become dissatisfied and determined to live in that more. 
and I want you to hear what I, what I want to tell you today. Again, one of the few times I'm going to mention 2022, but let me just mention it real quick and tell you where your pastor stands about 2022. I am thankful that we have tasted hamburger in 2022. I'm not diminishing what God has done. I'm not saying that God hasn't done everything he said he would do. I'm just simply saying that I am thankful. I'm grateful for the provision of God, the grace of God, the move of God that we saw last year corporately and perhaps you experienced personally, which is what I hope. But I want to challenge you to recognize that if we settle for what we've already tasted, that we are literally stating at that moment that God God can't do anymore. That God has reached his limits. That we're literally declaring to God, I've got enough of you. We're literally saying to God, I don't think you can do steak. And what I have discovered and what I know to be true in the knower, again, I don't know where the knower resides, but in my knower, I know that there is more than what we've tasted. There is more than what we've experienced. There's more than what we've encountered. There's more. And you say, well, how do you know? Because Scripture tells me. That's how I know. Now, if you don't believe Scripture, this isn't going to help you a bit. But I happen to believe that Scripture is God's Word, uttered and breathed by Him. I am convinced that God is not a man that He should lie. I am convinced that God is constrained by only by His Word, that God is obligated to fulfill and carry out His Word, that God sets up over a watch over His Word and says, I will protect my own Word to perform what I've declared to you. And so when I look in Scripture, I've come to the conclusion that although everything that God has given us over this last year that I'm so thankful for and so grateful for, that that is the tip of the iceberg. And if we're not careful, we are settling for tea when God's saying, I got some sweet tea up on the shelf that I'm waiting for you to ask for. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, I know because it tells me. This is how I know. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, It is written, What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human heart has conceived. God has prepared these things for those who love him. He is preparing things that I have never seen. I've seen a lot. He has, pre- he has prepared things that I haven't heard. I've heard a lot. He has prepared things that I've never even tasted. You want, to take my, you want me to take you down my journey? I've tasted a whole lot. I've seen God do some crazy stuff. I've seen God do some stuff that has rocked my mind, that caused my jaw to open up and hit the floor. I've seen lives turned around. I have seen marriages restored. I have seen bodies healed. I've seen financial provision come in. And yet, after all of that, God says, you can't, you don't even understand. I've got more than that prepared for you. That's how I know. I know it. I know it. I know it. You got to know it. You got to know it. If you don't know it, you will live in 2023 satisfied with hamburger when God has steak, T-bone, 26 ounce, blackened on a hot grill. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't. You don't know. I, I. I know. I know this is true. I know it's true. 
I believe it's true because in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, there's this attack on settling. Come on, worship team. This is what he says. Listen to the scripture. Listen, don't let their movement bother you. Listen, lean in. Now to him, who? To him. It's a capital H. To him. We're talking about God. To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. We've talked about that word all a lot. In Greek, the word all means all. All, yeah. You're becoming Greek scholars and didn't know it. The word all means all. It says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. Now glory be to God who by his mighty power working within us is able, here it is, to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of in infinitely beyond our highest prayers stop what's your highest prayer God can do more than that but we settle if you just do what I ask for no I don't want that this year in 2023 I don't even want God to answer my prayers I want him to answer the prayers I should have prayed the audacious prayers I should have prayed it says right here, he can go beyond our highest prayers, our desires, our thoughts, our hopes. What's your highest hope? I'm not asking God this year to fulfill your hopes. I'm asking God to go beyond your hope. I want us to get back there. I want us to get back to believing for that. See, what Jesus' arrival, we just celebrated Jesus' arrival on our scene, in the scene of our life, in the season that we just celebrated. We celebrated the fact that Jesus came to rescue us from sin, right? But we miss this. He did more than just come to rescue us from our sin. Jesus' arrival announced that he was rescuing us from regular you missed it. He's rescuing us from having, having to live a regular life. That's why Jesus announces this. He says, you know what? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But do you remember why he came? Do you remember why Jesus came? It says, so that we would have life that's regular. Life that's regular. That's tea. That's hamburger. So that you would have life but then he, he trumps it and he says this. Now, I don't want you just to have hamburger and I don't want you just to have tea. I don't want you just to have biscuits. What I want to do is I showed up so that you would have life and life more abundantly so that you'd have steak and, and so that you'd have sweet tea and so you'd have a bowberry biscuit instead. That's abundant life. That's abundant life. And unless you're experiencing that level of living, there's more. I came to tell you this morning, there's more. There's more. Think about everything that God, for one second, look over your shoulder in 2022 and figure out everything that God did in your life in 2022 that was T. Now look forward and go, God, I am depending on you to do more, to do more, to do abundantly more. That's the life I want. I want, I want you to personally, I want you to personally and us corporately to push for more. I, I don't want us to settle. The enemy will try to get us to settle. Here's how I want us to operate this year. I want us from a posture, listen, a posture of gratitude and thankfulness for what we've already seen. Don't get it twisted. 
I don't want us to act like God's done nothing. Look around you. Some of you are sitting next to miracles right now. Look around you. From a posture of thankfulness and a posture of gratitude and, and from for what we've already seen, I want us to refuse to settle for less and get all that he has for us. You say, why? Why would, why would we want to get there? Why would I want those of you that are addicted to something to get free? Why would I want to get those of you that are sick to be healed? Why would I want those of you to be broke to be find provision? Why would, I, why would I want to see some of you that are crushed in your spirit to receive restoration? Why? Why? Just so next year in 2024, we can stand up and say, well, we experienced more? No. Hear me. I want God to do more at Passion Church and in the lives of passion people. Here's why. So that we become an expression of the promised land for people who have never experienced what we are going to experience. I want us to get so much of God and all that he has for us that people who have settled and think that they've got all they're ever going to get. They're never going to get more of God than they've got right now. They're never going to be free. They're never going to be delivered. They're never going to be transformed. The relationship's never going to be restored. I want those of us that are experiencing more of God to become an expression of what is possible when you get everything that God has so that the people around us the people around us will get a taste, just a taste. When I got just a taste of steak, I was ruined for the rest of my life. When I got a taste of sweet tea, I was ruined for the rest of my life. I grew up in West Oklahoma. When you order a ham biscuit, they put this thin sliced stuff on it that you normally put on a lunch sandwich. And then I went to the East Coast and I walked into this little restaurant that I'll keep talking about until they put one here called Bojangles. And I ordered a ham biscuit. And all of a sudden, out of the kitchen came this biscuit with this big slice of country ham and I was ruined for life. I came back to Oklahoma, went through a drive-thru, ordered a ham biscuit, threw it away without eating it because I was going, this is not the promised land. This is not everything God's got for me. I won't eat another one until I get one here. And what I'm saying to you is that jointly, corporately, personally, in 2023, I believe what God has said to me is that he's got more for us. If we will refuse to settle, if we'll refuse to be comfortable, if we'll refuse to just say, hey, what we already have is enough. I like my church just the way it is. I like my worship service just the way it is. I like the times of the worship service just the way it is. I like the songs that we've always sung. I like the people I've always sat next to. If we would just go, I want everything God has got for me and I refuse to let up, to let go, to say he doesn't have, he's a steak producing God. I want more. 
What I want us to do is we're going to go back into worship. And I think what we got to do is we've got to attack the apathy in our own life. We must challenge complacency in our own life. We must strike against stagnation in our own life. We cannot believe that what we've experienced in 2022 is all there is in God. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be. There is more. There is more. I want, as we worship over the next just few minutes, I, if you got to get out of your, some of y'all sat in the same seat for the last five years, you ain't moved a lick. Some of you have always come down front. This time I'm asking you not to come to the front. I'm asking you maybe you need to go to the back. Some of you may need to go to the side. Some of you need to get along with God to do something different than you've always done and ask God, God, please, please, I am believing your word. I know it in my knower. Exceedingly, abundantly, above my highest prayer, my highest dream, my highest hope. I want you. Father, I pray in the next few moments as we get along with you. I pray that we would find our way into a promised land that we've never experienced before. And I pray that we would taste and see that the Lord is good. I pray that we would experience so much of you that what would happen is that we would get so much of you that people around us that have never experienced the promised land would become jealous of us. They would want what we want. We would be able to dole out samples at work, samples in the drive-through, samples at Walmart, samples at school, samples at home, samples in our neighborhood, and the samples we provide of what it looks like when people actually graduate into the promises of God would cause them to want more too. Help us, I pray in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship until you get more. Worship until you get more. Find a place. Find a place. Find a place and pursue him this morning.
I'm asking you to increase our level of expectation. 
God, I recognize I recognize that if I'm not careful, I settle in and I become comfortable with what got me here. But hear the cry of our heart this morning. We want more. We are grateful. We are thankful. We are indebted to you because of your faithfulness and your generosity to us. We're thankful for healings that have taken place. We're thankful for breakthroughs that have taken place. We're thankful for the victories that we've seen won. And it's not that you've never done anything. It's just that we know that that is just a taste of what is available from you. And we know that the atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. And so, Father, I pray there, there would not be one Sunday all year long in 2023 where we walk into, onto this property thinking it's just another day. It's just another service. Instead, I pray that every service, every moment together, every small group meeting, every night of youth, every time we gather in any way, shape, or form, God, would you just fill our hearts and our souls with a spirit of expectation that this could be the day. This is the day that my friend is going to get saved. This is the day that my relationship is going to be restored. This is the day that your provision is going to be made available to me. This is the day I'm going to get healed. This is the day I'm going to get my word. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day that my, the people that I love, their lives are going to be impacted forever. May you cause us to expect more. Could you allow us corporately, made up of individuals, corporately come together with a spirit of expectation? so that we see your hand at work. Help us, oh God. And God, I pray that we would give one another permission that if we sense that the person that we normally sit next to is settling, becoming complacent, becoming comfortable, I pray that you would allow us to hold one another accountable and we would pull on one another. And on the days when I show up and I'm expecting so much from you, and others walk in that aren't, I pray that I would pull them to wanting more. I pray that on the days when I show up and I don't expect anything, I pray that the atmosphere of people around me pulling on you, trusting you, depending on you, would pull that level of expectation up in me and I would trust you for more. I would trust you and expect to see you do more. I refuse to miss it. I don't want 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 to be like the tribes of Israel that were about to march into the promised land and instead they stay on the other side of the river because of their comfort zone and they miss the promised land. God, I want everything that you have for us and I want everyone here to have it as well. That is our request. Let the cry of our heart simply this year be more more 
God, if there's one person in this room today that's not there and they think they've gotten everything they're ever going to get, I pray that before they come back next Sunday, they would recognize that you have so much more and they too would trust you for that. I ask you to do this with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. We don't do a service together and not give an opportunity for someone to meet Jesus. If you're here and you say, Steve, I don't know Jesus. I'm not in relationship with him. And what you talk about sounds good, but I don't even know how to start. Well, the first start, the step, first step is to know Jesus. You've got to come into relationship with Jesus. If you're here this morning and you need to surrender your life to Jesus, come into relationship with him. No one will embarrass you here. We just simply want to pray intelligently. If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand? You can pull it right back down. Are there anyone else that would say, I need Jesus to set me free? Father, together this morning we pray, Jesus, save us. Forgive us of our sins. Bring us into relationship with the Father. Give us abundant life. We ask you to do this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? You can be seated just real quick before Pastor Andrew comes to close this out. There's a lot of stuff going on here at Passion. Some changes we're making that you need to know about. So I want to give Pastor Andrew the chance to tell you about those. Um, But I just sense this. This was not planned. I just really sense this. I want to caution you. Um, When we started Passion 15 years ago, one of the things we said we would never do is we would never condemn people for taking time away with their family. Um, because we need time away with our family too. In fact, this year I'll take a six-week sabbatical at some point in the year just to spend time to refresh, renew, because ministry's tough. Life is hard at times, and seasons can be uh, exhausting. And so we believe in that. Our entire staff, uh, pastoral team, we believe in sabbaticals. So I, I'm never going to rail on you for going to the lake. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to go to the lake at some point. Um, Every ministry I know that has not done that and doesn't do soul care, there ends up being an, um, uh, a mess. Let's just put it that way. Somebody messes up. We don't want that to happen. So we put those safeguards in place on purpose. But let me just say this to you, and then I'll get out your way. Don't miss this. Don't let the enemy decide, make the decision for you that I'm, I'm, I don't need to go to church today. It'll be there next Sunday. Yeah, but what if what God wanted to do to give you more was on the Sunday you slept in? Don't let anything, no distraction, no, I, I'm trying to think of words, no distraction, no disillusionment, no disruption, no, nothing. You've got to fight for this. You don't get more. You do notice they didn't take the promised land easily. There was a war that took place. They had to go from slaves to soldiers. I'm asking you to turn into a soldier in 2023 and fight for all that God has for you. And one of the things you're going to have to fight is the the temptation to miss this as if this will always be this. If you're going to get more, you got to be here. You got to be here. And you got to be all in. And you got to press. And together we're going to fight. So next week, we start three services. Well, I don't like three services. Tough. we got to have some room. 
If everybody was here that was that should be here today, some are sick, some are still traveling. There is no way we can house everybody. Even two services get typed at times. Well, I'm gonna have to get up earlier. Then get up earlier. You get up earlier to go to a ball game, go to Dallas to go to the mall. Let's press in. Is he worth it or not? We determine that by our expression towards him and our dependency upon him. I just challenge you, don't miss this. Do not miss this. Do not miss this. You know what I want to tell you? Don't miss this. That's what I want to tell you. Don't miss this. God's going to bring us more. We are going to see more lives change this year than we've ever seen. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say maybe in the history of our church. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.